And we're joined now by Jeremy Clark from TCU 247 Sports. Hey, uh, Jeremy, let's uh, dive right in and talk some TCU football. The spring game last uh, last Saturday, the 17th, what was your takeaway from that game? Uh, Pretty much how it's been every year in the past. Uh, The spring scrimmage, quote, unquote, the scrimmage. (laughs) They don't like to call it a game, really. Um, it's it's very vanilla on offense. Um, a lot of things are scripted. Um, I guess the thing that you look out for the most is kind of seeing how the backup players are. You want to see uh, who's working second or third string at certain positions. And in some cases, you want to see the development of some key players like Max Duggan. Has he improved as a passer? Who's the running back getting the most carries? And it's kind of it's kind of tough to evaluate it, how improved a team is in the spring at TCU because the spring scrimmage is so dialed back. And like I said, it's very vanilla on offense and, and defensively. They had so many guys out to injury, uh, Hodges Tomlinson, Noah Daniels, two linebackers were out. A safety was out. So there was a lot of, a lot of missing players on defense. So you couldn't get a full evaluation on how well they looked. but Hey, it was great to see spring football and, uh, hopefully they, uh, were able to carry it on to fall and have a successful season. You mentioned Doug and uh, his snaps were limited Saturday, weren't they? I'm sorry, who'd you say? I said Max Duggan. His his snaps were limited, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think he ended up playing two series. Um, and those two series, I think he threw the ball about six or seven times. Uh, he he did look good in the in the few passes he did throw, but they're they're keeping it safe with him. Uh, you know, last year they only got four practices in the spring because of COVID, and then of course he missed all of uh, fall camp due to the heart condition. So it was good for him to get through 15 practices and just get limited time in that scrimmage on Saturday. Jeremy, now that Chandler Morris has got you know cleared to come play for TCU, is that creating a quarterback uh, battle there? No, I mean, if you, if, if you ask Gary and, and you just watch things, Max is the unquestioned leader. I mean, the, the whole team gravitates toward him. Uh, he's a third-year guy going into his third year as a starter. I think what Chandler will bring to the table is uh, better depth. Uh, Chandler got out there. He was the third quarterback to see reps on Saturday. But what I like about him is he's a p- pretty accurate passer. He's got a pretty good arm. Uh, and he's really elusive. That's one thing that we were kind of all wanting to see, how elusive is he and Max is probably a little bit uh, more faster as far as straight line goes, but as far as escapability and getting out of the pocket really fast, I would give the edge to Chandler. He's just a really dynamic player, and it's going to be really hard for teams to get any kind of sacks on him or tackles for loss just because he's so quick. And for as small as he is, he's got really good pocket presence. You really don't see that in, in quarterbacks his size. He stays in the pocket as long as he can. And once he feels that pressure, he's out of there. And, and, and just like being shot out of a gun, he is out of there and he's getting downfield. So I think uh, adding him is going to bring another dynamic to the quarterback room for sure. Uh, what, is this, what do you think the staff is expecting to see out of Quentin Johnson this season? I will say it's very big expectations. I think last year, if you looked at his true freshman season, he started off slow, but he finished strong. I think uh, – he finished number one in the Big 12 in average yards per catch. I think it was somewhere around 22 yards per reception. And if you watched the, the scrimmage on Saturday, that is undoubtedly Max Duggan's favorite receiver. Uh, the, the six or seven throws I mentioned earlier that Max threw, I, I believe about four or five of them went to Quentin. So Quentin's going to have uh, a lot of opportunities this year. Max is going to throw him the ball a lot. He's gotten a little bit bigger. He's always been a, a big kid as far as a guy that's – 6'4", can go up and get the ball. He's he's a pretty precise route runner. 
and he catches everything. He had a couple tough catches on Saturday, and it was real impressive. And, and he's another guy that didn't see a whole lot of time because they already know what they got. The, the, the players that they already know what they have in those guys, they don't play them a whole lot in the spring scrimmages. But uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. And I had one person tell me, um, from around the program that Quentin's not one of those four-year guys. He, he has, he's on the path right now to be more of a three-year guy. And when they say a three-year guy, they're, they're pretty much talking about a guy that's talented enough to, if, if, if he keeps playing successfully the way he has, talented enough to leave after three years in the program and, and head to the NFL. I know the offensive line was an area of issue last season for TCU. How have they grown, and what were your takeaways from them watching them in the spring game? Well, I admit I was I was a little bit disappointed in the interior. Um, we heard some great things about Steve Avila at center, and I think he played overall pretty well. But I think uh, the guard position struggled a little bit. But we also got to remember they're going against a really good defensive line for TCU. And I've covered the team for 16 years, and I can't ever remember a defensive line for TCU being uh, so loaded inside. They have eight defensive tackles that can that can play in a ball game. That, that they're really going to rotate this year, but. I was really impressed with the two tackles. Obina Easy, the transfer from Memphis, 6'8", 320 pounds. Andrew Coker went at right tackle. And I'll be honest, those two guys played pretty well. They were going against two of the better defensive ends in the Big 12, and Sean Mathis and Kari Komen. And neither one of those guys got any kind of pressure on the quarterbacks when those two were out there at tackle. So pretty uh, pretty optimistic about how the, the tackle position is. But right now I've got to see a little bit more on the interior. And I know y'all had two guys go, two safeties that are going in the NFL draft. How are they going to replace them? Or what are your what are your thoughts on how they look at replacing those guys? It's going to be really tough, especially when you're trying to replace a guy like Mary, who a lot of analysts think is going to go in the first round. But the good thing uh, for for TCU in the secondary, when when they usually have a good defensive line, their secondary succeeds, and it's all going to start up front for them this year with that. Defensive line, I think they're going to get pressure on the quarterback. Defensive secondary is not going to have to cover their receivers that long. But I will say uh, the the guy from Memphis, T.J. Carter, if you didn't if you didn't look hard enough, you'd think it's Merrick out there because he wears number seven. He's got the dreads coming out of the back of the helmet. He's just a little bit shorter, but he's he's a good player. I, I think he has uh, made the transition to safety look pretty easy. Uh, he played cornerback all four years at Memphis before transferring down to TCU and. There was a play on Saturday that he made that I thought and a lot of other people thought was for sure going to be a touchdown, and he covered a lot of ground just like a center field uh, player would uh, tracking down a fly ball, and he batted the pass away at the last second. So it was a really good play, but everything I've heard about T.J. Carter has been uh, very good so far, and I'm not saying he's going to be near as good as Merrick, but if you have a guy like that that can at least make some plays in the secondary, they should be fine. We're talking with uh, Jeremy Clark from TCU 247 Sports. Jeremy, you mentioned the uh, the uh, the quality of the D-line a couple of times. Tell us a little bit about the D-tackle, the sophomore uh, Jenkins. I love that kid. I think he's going to have a really good future. Uh, he's He was the kid that was once committed to LSU and, Zarnell Fitch, the defensive tackles coach at TCU, just stayed stayed on him and, and recruited him. And late in the process, Jenkins decided, you know what, I don't want to stay in state. I'm going to go to TCU and I'm going to get some more playing time. And it worked out. He played last year as a true freshman. And this year, uh, I, I think they're expecting very big things for him. On Saturday, he got uh, most of the first team reps. They didn't have Corey Bestley out there. So Jenkins is, uh, is a guy. He's got great athleticism. 
He's not the biggest. He's probably around 290 right now. Um, but what he what he lacks in size, he overcomes with uh, extraordinarily uh, good athleticism. He's very quick off the ball. And he, and he knows his assignments. That's the, the main thing for TC when you play defense. You better know your assignment. You better not make a mistake where you're going to get the other 10 guys out of place and, and, and let the offense get a big play. So I think Jenkins is it's really in that mode of the next good defensive tackle TCU has. And I'm, I'm looking for big things out of him this year. Jeremy, last thing I have for you, man, is, is Zach Evans expected to be the starter at running back this season? That's the million-dollar question right now. That's the question on everyone's mind because they have such a stable full of running backs. I will say this, um, and a lot of people kind of talked about this last year, why was Zach Evans not playing five-star running back? How is he not seeing the field for TCU? Well, early in the year last year, he missed a ton of fall camp. He, I think out of 30 possible practices, he practiced maybe three or four times. He was out because of COVID contact and uh, just really didn't have a chance to pick up the offense early in the year. But as the year progressed, he started learning a little bit more and more. And then by the last three games of the season, he started three consecutive games. And in two of those games, he rushed for over 100 yards. So I think athletically, he's got the, the best combination of size, speed, and and uh, just durability. He, he can either run over you or he can run past you. He had a 75-yard touchdown on Saturday that a lot of people saw on Twitter. But um, I, I think ultimately they're going to try to – get every running back involved because they've put in the work. They're, they're all very good and they're in their own right. But I do feel that Evans is probably going to be the guy that's going to get just a little bit more carries this year than the others. What you got coming out on the website and where can people go to find it? Well, we've got a lot of uh, information for spring recap, a lot of players that look good and uh, players that need to need to do a little bit better in the fall. And we've always got up-to-date recruiting on what she's going after for their uh, 2022 class and 23. And, uh, you can find me at hornfrogblitz.com or go to Twitter at jclarkhsb247. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it, and thanks for the insight. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. That's Jeremy Clark.